What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the Call Her Blessed podcast. I'm Rebecca Hardy. Today's topic may or may not speak to you in the present moment, depending on what kind of season you're in right now. But one thing that I can guarantee is that you eventually will need it. And maybe you know someone in your life who needs to hear this message right now, and you are the one who can share it with them. So I'm going to start with a story. I was a junior at Mount St. Mary's And it was my fall semester, and I had been going through just a lot of things in my personal life. I was going through a rough breakup. I was really struggling to even pass or even come close to passing my Spanish class that I was in. And I was at the same time trying to fit in to the role as vice president of the student body for the campus. Because I had agreed to run for office with a friend of mine, and... I thought it would just be a nice thing to do because I was thinking, you know, like I know a good amount of people, like this is a really good person, they should be president. I'd love to help them in any way that I can. Lo and behold, we get elected, I get in there, no idea what the heck I'm doing. Like I did not know a single thing about student government. And to say the least, I was feeling very lost and very confused and the first two years at the Mount had felt very natural. Once I found my group of friends, and everything, I had this feeling of security, and suddenly I was very unsure about who to turn to at this point. And it was so crazy because I felt like my situation was just something that was beyond my control or my ability because all of these things were just outside factors. They were These were things that I couldn't really change. I had always, for my whole life, been a straight A's and B's kind of student when it came to school, so... Feeling my grade in danger for a class made me feel like something must be wrong with me. I must be stupid, you know, maybe that's why my relationship didn't work out, maybe I'm just not the kind of person who gets good things. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the spiral that your head creates when stuff happens like this, kind of all at once. But on top of those feelings, every time I went to a meeting for student government, I felt more and more like I just wasn't getting it. You know, the lingo, the topics, the passion that some people had for it really made me feel like I did not deserve to be there. There was so much pressure to perform my job well, but I felt like I didn't even know where I was half the time. And as I had mentioned, I was coming off of a breakup from someone who was a close friend. So that was also difficult because we had the same friend group. You always hate to feel that friction of something like that, especially because, you know, myself and this other person did not end on bad terms, but you know, a breakup's a breakup. You don't necessarily want to be in close proximity to that person, you know? And so I had this voice of just the devil whispering in my ear that all of the friends that we shared would not want to continue in friendship with me now. And I had this horrible fear that I was totally, completely desolate and alone, and abandoned. And I believed that. And you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Rebecca, you are easily the most dramatic person I know because these things you're talking about, like, don't even sound that bad. You know, like, even all together, it's still, like, fine. But the reason that I'm sharing these things with you is for the sake of the advice that comes later. So just know that in my junior in college heart and mind, this was the worst I had ever felt in my entire life. And for any of you who might be feeling a similar way, you know, just feeling like all these things are kind of coming together in your life that are just making it almost feel like a nightmare to you, I just want to give you some comfort that if you went to the Mass this last weekend, you've already heard this, but when Jesus and the Apostles were 
in the boat. They were crossing over. Jesus falls asleep. The apostles are going nuts because there's this horrible storm going on. It feels like they're going to drown. They eventually wake Jesus up and immediately he quiets the storm. But they asked him, their question to him was, do you not care that we are perishing? And that's exactly the sentence that I felt like was echoing in my heart in my junior year. Lord, God, do you not care that I'm perishing? I was sitting in this giant chapel that we have on campus. It's called Immaculate Conception Chapel. And it was probably just about midnight at this point. Only the lights near the front altar were on, so it was very dark and gothic feeling in there. And I was alone in there with the Lord, and my heart was just aching. I felt like I couldn't even hear God because my pain was just so loud in my own head. So I called my mom. For those of you who are listening to this and have never met my mom, just know that she is an absolute legend. You know, definitely the sweetest, most joyful, loving person I've ever known in my whole life. And I think to be able to say that as her daughter, as someone who has literally spent probably more time with her than anyone else in the world, is just a huge blessing. She has always genuinely wanted her kids to know that she loves them and that they should love God. And I knew that she could brighten even the darkest time with just her voice. So I dial her up and when she answered the phone, the joy in her voice immediately uplifted me. It reminded me of when I was in fifth grade. I had a best friend, her name was Jessie, and just about every night of the week she would invite me over for a sleepover. And just about every night of the week, our parents would say yes, and my mom would say yes. And just about every night of the week, I would call my mom about 11 p.m. crying because I couldn't sleep. I missed her way too much. And she would come and pick me up every single time. And it's not like my mom was just around the corner. I had mentioned in my first podcast that we live in New Jersey and we went to school in Delaware. So she would drive all the way across the bridge, make this 30 to 40 minute drive at 11 p.m. at night, even when she had to teach the next morning. You know, it was just this extreme act of love. And she would never correct me for trying to sleep over. She would never say no when I tried to sleep over. She just immediately accepted me with this warmth and this smile that just, it comforted me so quickly. And in this moment, sitting in this chapel, when she answered the phone, I felt that exact same feeling. I needed her soothing voice. I needed something to help me see clearly. Anyway, so my mom answers the phone and immediately, it's just, Rebecca, you know, so happy to talk to me. And I almost burst into tears right then and there. And of course, she immediately knew that something must be wrong. And after a while, I was able to tell her everything in great detail. And I feel like after I was done, I felt even more helpless because now that everything was put into words and it was said out loud, it actually seemed worse than what I had imagined before. And so after a couple of kind words letting me know that she took compassion on me, she gave me some life-changing advice that to this day, I have to say, like, I use this all the time. But she just told me, Rebecca, start praising God. And I was like, mother, did you hear a single word I just said? No, what I need is for you to round up every bit of influence that you have with God and make him change my situation. That's what I need, mom. 
But that's the thing about God. You know, we always hear that his ways are higher than our ways. You know, we don't always understand why we should do a certain thing, but that doesn't make it any less right. And this was one of those situations where the advice didn't really seem to make sense to me, but I kind of had nothing to lose. And my mom just kept going. She said, Rebecca, just name everything you're going through. You know, God, thank you for this difficulty I'm having because I know that you would protect me from it if it wasn't a part of your plan for my life. Or thank you, God, for my loneliness because I know that through it, you never leave me. I know that I'm never truly alone. God, thank you for that relationship ending because I know you must have something else for me. Thank you, God, for this feeling of helplessness. I know that you're moving in it. So as soon as I got off the phone with her, you know, I'm pissed, selfish feeling, wishing there was something else that she could have advised me to do. But, you know, after a couple minutes sitting there wallowing in self-pity, I realized that I might as well try it. I might as well give my mother's advice a try. Anything had to be better than what I was feeling. So I began to list these horrible things and feelings, and I thanked God for them. I seriously, while I was doing this, I could not believe that I was actually doing it. But then as I got down the list, something crazy happened. Slowly, I felt this weight lifting. And I can't perfectly describe the relief, but I feel like this image might help a little bit. Just imagine laying under a stack of bricks. And these bricks are layered on top of your legs, your arms, your torso. And one by one, starting by your feet, these bricks are lifted off never to be placed there again. Feeling was returning slowly to every part of my body, every part of my body that I'd felt just racked by this pain, this anxiety, this hurt, this fear. The more I thanked God, the more and more light I felt. And it felt like breathing freely for the first time in a long time. It worked. And I couldn't believe it worked, but... I felt so much gratitude welling up in me and it just kept growing and all I could think was thank you, thank you, thank you God because nothing about my situation had changed. I was still potentially going to fail Spanish, thank God I didn't. I was still going through that tough relationship adjustment. I was still struggling to be a good leader in the position I had asked for and I was still so unsure that these things would change, but I had reminded myself of who God is. He is loving, he wants my good, and he can be trusted. I walked out of that chapel light as a feather. I had left all of those lies and all of my doubt right there at the foot of the cross with Jesus. This life is not easy, and regardless of what prosperity theology may try to teach people, Loving Christ and having a desire to follow him does not mean that everything will always go well for you in the eyes of the world. Sometimes you'll feel like things possibly can't possibly get worse, but this is precisely where your faith pulls you through. Where the world would tell you that you're at the end of your rope, you're only about to see the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord. There is no losing with him. And we need to pray to see these things as God sees them. Because in a true perspective, through the eyes of God, even our crosses are blessings for us. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know or understand the helpless 
or alone or hopeless feelings that you might have. And I don't know the pain of the betrayal that you're experiencing, but I do know that your life will not be defined by helplessness, loneliness, hopelessness, betrayal, or anything other than victory and joy. And I know that Jesus loves you personally, immensely, and without any kind of limit, without any kind of barrier, both in this moment and in every moment of your life. Today or tonight, just take some time to thank him. Thank God. Whenever you have the time to spend a moment in prayer with him and just thank him profusely, even if you don't mean it at first, you will, believe me. My mom's advice has stuck with me for years and I'm always reminded of it at the perfect time and I wanted to spread her message. I want to share this beautiful practice with you. So let's pray. Let's close in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, I thank you so much for the person on the other side of this podcast. I ask that you bless them immensely with the gift of gratitude and that you show them that you love them and that no matter how difficult their situation is, that you are always with them and that you will always pull them through, giving them your grace and your love. We ask all of this in your name and through your blessed mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to see you at the next podcast and God bless.